Welcome to New Providence Missionary Baptist Church, where we envision to build a biblical community of loving believers, which have a personal relationship with God and each other, modeling the pattern of lifestyle of Jesus Christ. Join us now as we prepare our hearts and minds to hear and receive the Word of God from the Man of God, Senior Pastor Rev. Nathaniel Wood. If you have your Bible with you and if you have your app, turn in your Bible on your app to Revelation chapter 1. And we'll read verses 12 through 15a. Again, that is Revelation chapter 1. Verse 12 through 15a. And in the New International Version of the Holy Scriptures, we have these words penned. I turned around to see the voice that was speaking to me. And when I turned, I saw seven golden lampstands. And among the lampstands was someone like a son of man, dressed in a robe, reaching down to his feet and with a golden sash around his chest. The hair on his head was white like wool, as white as snow, and his eyes were like blazing fire. His feet were like bronze glowing in a furnace. The word of God to the people of God. On this Black History celebration, on this Black History Sunday, I want to briefly talk to you from the subject, He Looked Like Us. He looked. Who's that he? Jesus looked like us. My brothers and sisters, the month of February is celebrated as Black History Month. It is during this month that we join other African American people, churches, and communities in lifting up the historical significance and contributions of black people. During Black History Month, we hear about and remember some of the great achievements and accomplishments of our black forefathers and mothers. We hear about and remember Benjamin Banneker, a black man who was a scientist, mathematician, an astronomer who was instrumental in the design and layout of Washington, D.C. We hear about and remember George Washington Carver, a black man who was a great agricultural chemist who devoted hundreds of products from the peanut 
soybean, and sweet potato. We hear about and remember Mary McLeod Bethune, a black woman who built a college on top of a garbage dump in Daytona, Florida. We hear about and remember great black men and great black women such as Frederick Douglass, Booker T. Washington, W.E.B. Du Bois, Langston Hughes, Jackie Robinson, Madam C.J. Walker, Harriet Tubman, Sojourner Truth, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., Rosa Parks, Malcolm X, Marcus Garvey, Nelson Mandela, and the late John Lewis. We don't just hear about and remember those who have gone on to their great reward, but we also celebrate those blacks who are still currently making great contributions of great worth, such as the Reverend Al Sharpton, Supreme Court Justice Katanji Brown Jackson, Representative Hakeem Jeffries, and our former president of these United States, Barack Obama. Yes, all over this country, we will be highlighting and talking about black men and black women, both past and present, which have and still are making contributions of great worth and great weight to black people. We are pleased, listen, we're pleased here at New Providence that the town of Fuquay Verena, this year for Black History Month, recognized the forefathers and mothers of our own New Providence Baptist Church for being the first black organized church here in Fuquay. What a wonderful, wonderful opportunity to have our history celebrated. But there is, however, one major overlook, Brother Craig, with many of our black history programs, remembrances, and celebrations. And that overlook is this. When our history as a black people is told, there is the tendency to speak of it as if we had no history until we were brought here to America as slaves. Some do not seem to realize that our history goes back further than Jamestown in 1619, when we were first deposited upon these shores as slaves. Some do not seem to realize that our contributions and achievements are not limited to the 400 years that we have spent here in America. Listen, 
in order to truly understand black history, we must travel further than some 400 years ago. We must travel back to biblical history. Listen to me real good, my brothers and sisters. We as black people are not latecomers on the stage of history. We were in the beginning of human history. And for the sake of the truth, we must declare that many of the most important people in history, especially biblical history, were black people. Now by black, I mean people having an African bloodline with any combination or degree of discernible African features. In other words, I'm saying the folk in biblical history looked like us. Now, today during our Black History Sunday celebration, Fred, I want to revisit a truth to be considered that I shared with you several years ago. What are you talking about, Pastor? I'm going today try to demonstrate in this message the importance and significance of black people in biblical and secular history by focusing on one person who was the most important and most significant person who has ever lived on the face of the earth. And you know who that person was? Jesus the Christ. Wait a minute, Pastor Wood. Are you suggesting to us again today that Jesus the Christ, God's only begotten son, Jesus our Savior and our Redeemer was a person of color? Was he a black man? Why not? Look at you and say, why not? Now, I know that some of you are thinking, why is Pastor Wood trying to stir up controversy? Well, why not? Why is it, my brothers and sisters, that people find it hard to hear, receive, and possibly accept the truth that Jesus was a black man.
know, it is interesting to me that nobody ever asked the question, how do you know that Jesus was a white man? It is only, deacons, when we suggest and declare that Jesus was black, that we are called into question. But this is all right. Somebody say, that's all right. I believe that the Apostle John, in the book of Revelation, gives us a description of Jesus that will help maybe, maybe to convince some of us that Jesus, when he came into the world, looked, come on, what's the rest? Like us, okay, okay. Let me, let me divert from my script here. When I was a child in my home church, the Shallow Baptist Church, York, Pennsylvania, what was it, 617 mom person? Uh-huh. I remember as a child, every Sunday, going to church, because we had to go to church. There was no option. Like y'all, some of y'all give your kids options today. We had no option. We had to go to church. But I remember every Sunday walking in the church and behind the pulpit, up on the wall, was a big picture of a, a blonde, hair, blue-eyed, Caucasian, Jesus. Any, any of y'all ever? And so as a child, as a child, it was almost like indoctrinating me to believe that Jesus was a white guy. And Lord, them folk would just shout and shout. And I was wondering, I wonder if they shouting to this white Jesus. Because then, when I was a kid, there was no black liberation theology. No, the pastor didn't get up and talk about Jesus could be black. And no, no, that was off limits then. But now that I'm grown, and now that I've been exposed to truth, I can change my opinion and my worship instead of focusing on this white guy that I can focus on a black guy. Woo, I got quiet in here. John was banished to the Isle of Patmos because of his testimony of Jesus Christ. And is holding fast to the word of God. John writes 
in Revelation chapter 1, he said, on the Lord's day, I was in the spirit and I heard behind me a loud voice like a trumpet which said, write on a scroll what you see and send it to the seven churches. The apostle John Dr. Hagee is commanded to write on a scroll what he sees. Don't miss this. Don't miss this. That's important. Then John in verse 12 and 13 says, I turned around to see the voice that was speaking to me. And when I turned, I saw seven golden lampstands. And among the lampstands was someone like a son of man. Dressed in a robe reaching down to his feet. And with a golden sash around his chest. Listen, listen, New Providence and friends. As John further describes the Son of Man, who he saw, who is later revealed as Jesus the Christ, in Revelation chapter 22 and verse 16. Listen, John keeps describing what he sees. He says in verses 14 and 15 that the hair on his head was white like wool, as white as snow, and his eyes were like burning fire. His feet were like bronze glowing in a furnace. Now remember, 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 new problems and friends, that John is describing what he saw. And first of all, the apostle John describes Jesus as having hair like snow white wool. Now, y'all know where wool comes from, right? Uh, somebody might not know. Uh, Deacon Mullins, will you show them where wool comes from? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> it is interesting to note that when John describes Jesus' hair, the best description he can give is it looked like wool. Maybe somebody don't know what wool looks like. Think about the show. There you go. There's wool. What is wool? I believe <laughs> that John was being intentional when he described Jesus' hair as snow white wool. John not only wanted to indicate the color of Jesus' hair, 
But I also believe he wanted to also reveal the texture. Can I say Jesus had a fro? In other words, he looked like us. Now, listen, just for cases for argument, if Jesus' hair was long and flowing and straight instead of being short and curly, then the image of wool just would not fit Unless they had hot combs and perm cream in heaven. <laughs> Secondly, I got to move on. We got to get out of here. The Apostle John says that Jesus' feet were like bronze glowing in a furnace. In other words, John describes Jesus' feet as being brown. No, well, maybe y'all don't believe me. No, we got a picture of something bronze. Yeah, there it is. That's burnt brass. Mm. Now, my brothers and sisters, it is understandable that John would describe Jesus' feet correctly because in verse 17 of chapter 1, John says of himself, he said, when I saw him, I fell at his feet. In other words, John had an up-close and personal view of the feet of Jesus. And it just doesn't make sense to me, Fred, to believe that Jesus' feet were different from the rest of his body. If his feet were brown, <laughs> then the rest of his body mirrored his feet. <laughs> well, as I prepare to end this sermon, I have suggested to you today that Jesus Christ, when he came, he looked like us. And from the beginning of human history, black people were there. From the Apostle John's description of Jesus, given in Revelation of Jesus Christ, it is evident, somebody say evident, that he came and looked 
Come on, yeah, y'all. But finally, <laughs> we know that he looked like us because, listen to me good, the earliest known paintings and portraits of Jesus and his mother Mary showed them black. Did y'all hear what I said? You, 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 you ain't going to see Mary and Jesus as black in the pictures today because they've been hijacked. They've been changed. Michelangelo depicted <laughs> the white Jesus. But the earliest pictures of Jesus and Mary were black. Yes, I know, I know. Somebody say, I know. I, I know deacons, I know preachers, I know members that it should not ultimately matter what color Jesus was. Regardless of whether Jesus was black, brown, red, yellow, or even white, he would still be the savior of the world and the king of kings and the Lord of lords. But since we're celebrating black history as a people of color, we need to realize that we are well represented in God's plan of salvation. We are not just a footnote at the bottom of the script. We are not just a scribble written in the margins of history. We are represented at the core of redemptive history. And so, my brothers and sisters, what are you saying to me, Pastor Willow? I'm telling you, don't let the world make you ashamed of who you are. Don't let the world force you to hate your history as a black people. Don't let the world cause you to despise the curliness of your hair, the darkness of your skin, the broadness of your nose, or the fullness of your lips. When God sent into the world his only begotten son, he showed up and looked like us. <laughs> and <laughs> though the world 
despises us. I want you to know that God loves us. Though the world may tear us down, guess what? God builds us up. Though the world holds us back, God brings us out. Though the world may push us down as a people, I'm here to tell you that our God will lift us up. Though the world locks us up, God sets us free. Though the world shuts us out, God takes us in. Though the world may tell us no, God, I said God will tell us yes. Though the world takes from us, God adds to us. Though the world may wound us as a people, we serve a God who is a healer. And he will heal us. I'm so glad that on this Black History Celebration Sunday, that God the Father sent his only begotten son into the world looking like us, which should make you and I feel special. Tell your neighbor, you're special and I'm special. The Savior of the world came into the world looking like us. Amen. We know that you have been blessed through the hearing of God's Word on this day. We invite you to join us at New Providence Missionary Baptist Church, located at 4813 Hilltop Needmore Road, Fuquay, Arena, North Carolina. For more information, you can contact our ministry at 919-552-3531 or visit our website at www.newprovidencebaptist.com. Thank you for joining us and be blessed.